we're back. And uh, welcome, everybody, to the third episode for Season 5 of the Friday Night Lights podcast, as we'll be talking about um, the TV show off of NBC, Friday Night Lights. And with me, as always, is Russ and Lyle. Hey, guys. What's up? How's it going? And uh, I am Blake, and we have another episode to talk about. And for those of our uh, listeners who sometimes have thought we've been a little too geeked out about football and our uh, over-criticism of, of how it plays out. I don't think there's going to be much of a uh, complaint this week because there wasn't a lot of football to really talk about. Yeah. Oh, well, well, let me go ahead and get it out of the way. I think Vince's dad looks like Cam Newton. <laughs> I thought that too. So, so there you go. So could it be Cecil Newton? So football geek stuff's out of the way. And uh, But uh, before we jump all the way into it, I do want to mention that um, I have en route to my house right now a uh, the soundtrack for uh, the Friday Night Lights the TV show. It's the second one, actually, and I'm looking forward to giving a good review of it pretty soon. But uh, if you've been a fan of the show and watched at least seasons three and four, there are uh, quite a lot of uh, – quite a lot of songs that we talked about here on the show and that we've really liked a good bit. And so it's, uh, there are 12 songs on it. That's including the main title mixed by Snuffy Walden, but, um, everything else is looking really good and looking forward to uh, being able to get a good review of that for everybody out pretty soon. Yeah. Russ, what have you thought about the music even over the past seasons? Uh, just as far as how well Friday Night Lights has been able to put music as a part of their storytelling. Oh, I love it. I started listening to Explosion in the Sky because, because of the, because of the show. Um, and we was there a Cypress Hill song during the football game this last week? I'm not sure who that was. It sounded like Cypress Hill. I thought that's who it was, but I don't have any way of knowing whether or not that was. Oh, we, but I don't like Cypress Hill, but I just thought that was really odd. <laughs> you, re- you recognize what you don't like. Yeah. Um, well, we know finally, getting into the show, we know finally what a Buddy's uh, establishment is. It's definitely a, a bar and grill of sorts. And it looks pretty happening, especially on Friday nights after the games. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I would want to hang out there. Totally. Flat screen uh, TVs um, everywhere. Uh, Dylan really has just a wink and a nod with the kids drinking, don't they? Like, I didn't see any of the kids drinking at the thing, but they would have a victory party at a bar. Pretty crazy. Well, that's I pro, it's probably not much different from Applebee's crowd either, though. I don't know. It will, it looked like a double deuce. <laughs> Very true. I, went, oh. I mean, it looks like a a real bar bar. It like a warehouse, kind of with a with a placard out front. Yeah, out front it looks. Uh, you know, you really couldn't tell because it looks like they were uh, kind of in an open space or whatever. But when the Buddy and Coach Taylor were talking about his son. It did look like a bar bar. Right. It did not look like it had a fine dining establishment connected. Um, band there and everything. Of, speaking of the bar, I was, I'm impressed with the way they continually find new ways to show what happened in the football games without becoming completely formulaic. Because it'd be real tempting to fall into a, a, a real formula of, okay, here's a story, and then we're going to end every, end every week with a football game. Right. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought it was a, a cool way to just show us some highlights on the screen as they're all at the bar and see Tinker's touchdown and his touchdown dance and all that kind of stuff. And you got a picture for how the team's coming together and all that kind of stuff. I just thought it was a, a really good storytelling technique, not to just, all right, here's the football scene. Oh, you mean as how the last episode it stopped? 
while they're yeah. still in the in the field house before they ran out on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That is a long day for a football player to go to a victory party with the whole town afterwards. I mean, that's that thing would have to start at like ten. Yeah, because they have to get showered up and everything after the then drive out. I that's true. It. I, I like the yeah. the trophy tables, all the footballs, all that kind of stuff. Now, Tinker is becoming the football. I mean, I'm, why is he not getting these offers? Because he recovers a fumble at least once a game. And he mm-hmm. scored last week. But even in this week's game, he you know, he, he recovered the fumble. He recovered a fumble, I think, in the first uh, season. I mean, the first episode of this season, too, didn't he? Yep. I think because it took him about a minute and a half to run that interception in for a touchdown from the 20-yard line. He, um, he, had good he blocking. also caught a touchdown pass in the game for Dylan last year. I forgot about that. Did they run like a tackle eligible or something? Yeah. The swinging gate. That. Um. Speaking of uh, of Vince's dad, though, is uh, I, I thought it created an interesting dynamic to the to the whole thing, and uh, you know, just thinking logis- I mean, uh, logistically of where we are, it seems that uh, Vince's mom had to travel through Mississippi, probably right near where either Russ or I live, to get to uh, <laughs> over to Huntsville, Alabama. There's a Huntsville, Texas. Uh, I was not aware. That's yeah, what I is. thought was Huntsville, Texas. Where is Huntsville, Texas located? I want to say it's in East Texas. She would have had to drive a long way. Regardless. Anyway, I, I'm not sure about that, but I know there is a Huntsville, Texas. Do you think that, that his mom would have, I mean, I guess she did, but I would have thought that she would have let Vince know, hey, your dad's not just out, but he's going to come stay with us and hang out with us and everything. It seems like there would be more more communication and conversation about that than how it played out. Maybe she didn't want to be Captain Buzzkill with the news of all his uh, all his football scholarship offers that he has. Yeah. She probably just didn't want to bring the vibe down. Well, it's not a big surprise when somebody gets out anyway. I mean, you have a date that you're going to get out that you know a long time in advance. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, it was acting like it was a, she sprung it on him or whatever. I just think he was a kept so far out of that loop that he didn't care. Sometimes you just come up for parole to be released um, very quickly. So you can expect it'll be a certain day, but you don't really know when it'll be in yeah. until like a well, week or two. You know what your parole hearing is, though. That's true. I don't know. I know somebody right now who doesn't know when his parole hearing oh, is. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, what about the YouTube video of uh, the little redheaded rally girl? Honestly, I like the topical nature of it because that kind of stuff's happening all the time now. But did it not seem like they were going a little overboard for what was the content that was actually in the video? You would think the way everybody's freaking out, they would have strayed into the sexual realm or right, right. Some, or criminal behavior or something. And it was really just kind of drunk kids acting stupid. Yeah, except for the fact that it's high school kids. If any, and I mean around here, if any video leaked of kids drinking in public, I think that it would cause quite a stir too, especially if it was like popular kids that people knew. But as far as we could tell, Vince, he wasn't drunk, A, but I don't remember him actually even taking you know a drink or drinking there. It seems like he was getting thrown in with the lump of everybody else, or at least all the other football players. And I thought it was, it's, it's believable, even though I don't think it's legit, but that it seemed as if the football players, 
even by the principal, were being held to a higher standard than you know the regular kids or the non-football players that were at the party too. It's not it's not very believable that automatically Levi, the principal, was talking about throwing the three best football players off the team. <laughs> not for, in Texas, for, yeah. For an episode of drinking. It's not like they breaking and entering or assault or anything. <laughs> automatically he's talking about throwing the three best players off the team. And I know it's East Dillon, it's not Dillon, but that's still Dillon. It's old, the town of Dillon. It's supposed to be yeah. football crazy. Principal, yeah. Tammy Taylor, Principal Tammy Taylor never would have done that over at uh, Dillon High. Probably not. But I, I thought that as soon as, uh, as soon as Coach Taylor gave that ultimatum about how, you know, we hold uh, – we were held to a higher standard, and if you can't meet those standards, then you're, you're kicked off my team. You know, automatically thought, is that going to come back to bite him later on uh, where we want to kick somebody off? I didn't think it would happen as quickly as it did, though, you know, th- those two guys that we – that are nobodies that we didn't really know. Hey, let me, I'm sorry. I'm going to interject something and get off subject just a little bit. Sure. Did y'all notice the young Malcolm X that's on the football team? Yeah, with the glasses? Yes. He had the glasses on a second or third row? Yes. There's like a Nation of Islam guy circa 1960. It's in the background with little Malcolm X glasses and a bow tie and a hat. Yeah, is that the grocery store? <laughs> in a couple of different scenes. What's yeah. up with that guy? Hey, he's making a statement. He must be I a mean, are they intentionally trying to make him look like young Malcolm X? Or is that just a coincidence so they just didn't notice? Uh, if, if the three of us <laughs> noticed, I'm sure many others did as well. <laughs> it doesn't help that the first time you notice him, he's in a, he's in a suit and tie in front of the, in front of the, yeah, the grocery store. You know, For, for all we know, well, he's mean, been in almost every him. other scene. They showed him later because when Coach made him start wearing coats and ties to the games, he looks just like that too. They made him show him early in that practice when he's getting on to him. Yeah, but he didn't have his bow tie on. <laughs> I think that's what distinguishes him. Yeah, probably. Did anybody watch that football practice? I played uh, freshman football for one year. and Every time I watch people practice football and do up-downs, it just makes me nauseous again. That's the worst thing. Dad or having to do gators across the field? Uh, Coach threw those two guys off the team awfully quick, too, the two nobodies. Yeah. I'd have been uh, I'd have been pretty furious as well. If I'd have just got done telling kids not to be, like, specifically addressing that video and seeing them making fun of it. At practice. At a practice. Yeah. It's not like he I saw them like, at the – Y'all really uh, don't get it. Yeah. But do you think he'll need Wade and Jacob, whatever their names were, later on? Yeah. Well, he kicked Riggins what's off. Worse. What's worse, though, the kids who were actually in the video who didn't get thrown off the team or the ones who weren't even there, maybe, and were just goofing off at practice? I you know bet what I'm those saying? Guys, like, which is the worst offense? I bet those guys were there, though. Probably. So. And also, there's just something about when – you specifically say to kids, hey, <laughs> don't do this or don't make fun of this or I hold you to a higher standard. And then immediately after you see them playing around, that makes you furious. Oh, I know. Oh. I believe you. I know. Uh, what about that? It was a rally girl initiation. But I kept thinking who was initiating the rally girls because that was the first year of rally girls. At 
East Dillon, yeah. Yeah. So there's no there's nobody really to initiate them, like the, no the long-standing tradition or whatever. No. Is this a redheaded girl? Is she becoming another project? Because we didn't see Epic at all this this episode. Is she the new project for Tammy? Uh, first off, her name is Mara. Mara. Yes. Mara, I didn't know that. Yes, and uh, I was thinking the same thing. I said it's going to be hard for her to take on two special projects. She's becoming uh, quite the renaissance woman when it comes to picking them all well, Mara, up. Mara is a little too cartoony for me, too. Define cartoony. She's just over the top. She's like a caricature of yeah, I can see that. what uh, the popular slutty mean girl is or whatever. Like just always rolling her eyes when the adults say anything to her. Not caring about her own image. Like that's the, yeah, that's the only aspect of her personality. I mean, I guess she just is there. She serves to move along some sort of conflict for Tammy and for Vince and Jess and everything. But she kind of seems like a cartoon to me a little bit. And speaking of Tammy, she about went nuts in a study hall or whatever that place was when that lady was talking to the, all the girls. Excuse me. Because that girl yeah, was interrupting. I, I had to sit through about a million of those things in high school, and everybody joked about them. And teachers would always go flying off the handle. It seemed, Brought back it memories. Seemed pretty, it seemed pretty accurate. Yeah. And. How how accurate though is it for uh, female equipment managers on high school football teams? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm. I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of that storyline. Yeah, it's going to blow up next week. I already I did watch the previews for uh, this upcoming episode, and that becomes a pretty big contention between Jess and Vince. It is a it is uh, kind of topical, only the fact that it's very on a much smaller scale. Oh yeah, but she's not a reporter going into the New York Jets well, locker room. Y'all know where this yeah, but say you know where this is going. What we always talk about how they cover the dominant issues in football. What's the biggest story? Brett Favre. Yep. Better better keep the cell phone away from Tinker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Might have issues. Uh, no, but I don't blame Vince for being uh been out of shape about that. That's weird. Having your girlfriend around a bunch of guys running around sweaty with no shirts on. In or, a locker room. Well, they were they were going into the shower room, so just around the corner, they were they were naked. That doesn't seem like it would be legal, especially when we're like talking about seventeen uh, year olds. Do you think of anything? That seems like the potential for disaster is very high, and it just seems like coach would be like smarter about that kind of stuff. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, this is not going to happen <laughs> because too much bad could come by come out of it. What? Why is she wearing football pants to be in cleats to be the equipment manager? That's her uniform. She's part of the team. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, I guess I need to apologize about her geekiness. Uh, they, well, they, they no, that's not geekiness. That's a fashion issue. <laughs> There's no need for her to wear. That's function a issue too. It's function. There's no need for cleats on the concrete you know, the <laughs> yeah. locker room floor. Do you know how much? Uh, do you know how much I love, by the way, people, the, all the football team just really thinking Billy is such a joke because they're still messing with him? Yep. That's pretty great to me. Yeah, there was a, that's pretty true, too. There's a basketball coach at my school that everybody called Clock Coach because all, all he seemed to do was run the clock during the games. <laughs> he never uh, went to the huddle or anything, but he was on payroll as an assistant coach. Uh oh. 
and he was a younger guy. So that seems about accurate. Well, um, transferring locales and going back to uh, to the statement made about just how easy it is to get a drink when you're underage in Dillon, it seems like at Burleson – uh, you can go to one of the professor's houses and uh, get all the wine you want there. Drink wine, yeah. <laughs> Even as an 18-year-old freshman. Um, I kept thinking, no, don't do that, Julie. Don't do that, Julie. And you knew exactly where it was going to go. Actually, I didn't know it was going to go that far that quickly. I didn't think I'll it was I'll kill either. that guy. I will kill that guy. <laughs> I mean, I thought there was going to be a I kiss. I can put up with Saracen, but I can't put up with that guy. Is he worse, okay, than, the, is, is he worse than the Swede? I yeah. think, is he supposed to be a likable guy? Because he's not at all. Uh-uh. If you're cheating on your wife with a college freshman, that is not uh, – I mean, I don't care what kind of problems y'all have. That is not uh, a redeemable trait. No. And is she the first one? <laughs> yeah. And he gives her a C just because – not because of anything that was wrong with her paper, but just because I expect more out of you. In the two conversations I've had with you, I expect more from you. And I'm like, I don't – I don't really get that. I think he just I don't like that storyline at all. I just think he wanted to have a further conversation, knowing she would come to him, and he had an opportunity to, you know, go meet back up and take a walk and talk about your paper. He seems like a skis. Agreed. How come she never likes alpha male types? She's always with these namby pamby dudes. I mean, everybody loves Saracen, but Saracen is. Not an alpha male. I think that the uh, sweet and neither is this dude. I think that what's his name? I don't know. Remember his what his name is? But the guy that uh, worked for Habitat for Humanity. I could see him being a potential. Oh alpha yeah, guy. but no short lived. I guess I forgot about him. Yeah, but she didn't stay with it. I mean, I don't know if he left or, or if it just didn't work out for you know his uh, his job. But yeah, I mean, she's never going to acknowledge that Julie is super hot. I think Matt you know tried to, yeah. Like her character is not portrayed like she's hot. Like we're ignoring it. Like she ends up with all these, like she never has like a real cool guy after her or whatever. I'm trying to think, has she ever dated anybody besides those three in the first four seasons? Matt, I mean, Matt the Swede and Habitat guy. I mean, does it not seem like Riggins would have taken a little run at her when he lived at the coach's house? Uh, he knew better. Remember, because well, I guess he knew better. But I'm saying, come on. I mean, maybe, maybe he's not an alpha male. Uh, I don't know what your definition of that would be. But he was the quarterback of a state championship football team in high school. I mean, that is the stereotypical. Yeah, he wasn't your stereotypical quarterback. Role, you know. <sighs> That's true. But, I mean, it does go back to, like you said the other day about nobody, uh, her having a hard time making friends or meeting guys or whatever in college. Yeah. How unrealistic. Come on, give me a break. She'd be the best looking yeah. girl on that campus probably. It does seem like, though, that the she's the only student that's been a high school student on the entire, maybe maybe Landry, uh, the only one that's not had daddy issues this whole time. Yeah. Because you're looking um, at uh, Epic doesn't have, you know, a good home life. We're not sure about Mara just yet, but, you know, you're looking at the previews, you see that uh, if you if you did watch them, that um, Becky's dad's coming back. Um, it seems like, every, you know, now Buddy Jr., that's what made me th- think of it, though. Down that Buddy Jr., you know, Buddy says, he needs his dad, Pam. I'm coming to get him. And I don't know where he, well, where he is. He's 1,500 miles away. Do we know where Pam and Buddy Jr. are? I thought he was like I'm north of in the – 
Northwest. Okay. That's I'm right. California. Uh, well, whatever. I will just say this. One, one more thing. I've listened to you talk about this for a long time. It's probably good that you're a long way from away from me because you would strangle me if you heard me say this in person. I think Julie's pretty, but she's not all that hot. <laughs> yeah, well, you've ruined all your credibility from here on out. I don't want to hear anything else you have to say about this show. <laughs> well, what you're saying about the daddy is, I think that's kind of been the theme of the whole show from day one. Is mm-hmm. the, Not just daddy issues, but just... Leadership. Uh, sort of how kids need, you know, that parental guidance. Uh, I thought that conversation that Eric and Buddy had at the at the bar. Well, you know, Buddy was complaining about how Pam's a nut and how I need. I wish she was here, and I she's screwed up because of that. And I know I've made mistakes, but I'm wanting to do good. And Eric finally said, "Well, Buddy, have you ever thought it may not be about you, but about what he needs?" And you know, I think that was a you know good check for for Buddy there. But I think he realized that yeah, you're right, and he needs his dad. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a prediction. So you're going to join the football team? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> With the exact kind of help he needs, he come in the form of cleats and shoulder pads and a helmet. <laughs> He's going to be, what is he, a freshman or a sophomore? He's 15. He old, well, there you go. There yeah. you go. He's, a, he's still in line. Nice. Um, not he's... only that. He's going to score a game-winning touchdown at some point. Well, Coach put it up with this pothead ways, though. Because <laughs> even Buddy goes, I got a, I'm raised, I got a pothead, Coach. Or Eric. Isn't it, isn't it kind of funny that, uh, yeah, I think, I think that he would in some way or another. Uh, isn't it funny that East Dillon has kind of painted out to be this thug team? Because they even get the, the excessive celebration penalty at the end. Uh-huh. But they have, you know, the, the dirty shots and the – I mean, the cheap shot tackle and the 15-yard celebration penalties and the drinking video. seems like that they're kind of painting them out as this group of – they're like – let, let me, let me ask you this. Can, can you conceive of an Eric Taylor team that is allowed to have a group dance celebration in the end zone at the end of the game without getting chewed out? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it fits his personality very much as a coach. <laughs> Um, I was like, oh, here he comes. It's going to be a volcano exploding. And he, and he just pulled, pulled him aside and was like, oh, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. But well, a great game. On that, uh, well, I think he knew. Well, rewind to pregame. Uh, I mean, I understand the emotions and all that Vince was, was laying out there in front. But when he started, like, knocking stuff off of uh, Eric's desk, I was thinking, what's going to happen now? And Eric did not even flinch. He just sat well, there. Look, I, I – I'm about to pull the what I do for a living card. That is realistic. I have mm-hmm. kids do stuff like that all the time. You know, I work with kids that are at-risk kids or whatever. Most 90% of them don't know their dads or hate their dads for leaving them and all this kind of stuff. And at least once a week, something like that will happen. Don't you at least blink? Where somebody will lash out. No, I don't anymore. I like... I'll have kids almost once a week. I'll give them a kid an assignment, and they'll throw something into the floor, and I'll just, you just back away, give them a little bit of time. And they'll cool down, and they'll do whatever. I see it all the time. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I had a kid, you know, cuss me and lay down on the floor instead of doing it last week, and I just, I've got to where I just laugh. <laughs> <coughs> 
But I think that was why after that, it was really an amazing touchdown run where he like hurdled somebody and just bulldozed two others. Uh, and he did some sort of juke move, like juke swim move that I thought was kind of nice yeah, at the end. Yeah, that was like off of Madden, which you can mm-hmm. do on Madden. But uh, I think that, you know, Eric was just trying to say, you know, you're doing well, you're trying your hardest, blah, blah, blah. And then like like Lyle said, Cam Newton standing over on the sideline watching him. Uh, yeah, it was nice to see a comeback on the show, for sure. I haven't <laughs> seen one of those in a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh did you think they, that uh, uh, it was they, did you some, think go ahead. sorry some college team should create a new position uh for coach Taylor called the the two minute drill coordinator <laughs> and that's all he does that's all he does is coaches a two minute drill because he's the greatest two minute coach in the history of football he's got to run his hand across his hair and and do all that and just look like he's about to vomit all over Les miles would pay yeah. him half a million dollars a year to take over the last two minutes that's true. He would have won at least one more last year. Yeah, he's worth <laughs> his waiting gold on the two-minute drill. Do uh, Did you expect Vince to tell his dad to come back in the house after that emotional talk they had at the end? I kind of did, and I'm kind of glad he didn't. I agree. I was thinking he was going to say, wait, why don't you come on, come on, man. That was, a, that was a really good ending to that whole conversation because it kind of laid things out on the table, and his dad got to apologize a little bit, right. but he still was like, it's 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 not like he makes everything better. Well, from the previews for next week, things are not all better. Yeah, I know. Well, that's good. I, that's realistic. I mean, I like that. Usually when you're 16, you can't just bury the hatchet that easily on your dad leaving you and, you and then coming back. That's something you reconcile much later in life for most people. I, I just try to put myself in the dad's position. I don't think I could ex- come back expecting everything – you know, everybody would have their arms wide open giving me hugs. I would try to explain myself and talk and say, hey, buddy, I know that, you know, I screwed up. Because he never did say that until he was packing a suitcase and walking out of the door. Like, I know I made mistakes. I did think they were about to throw down right there before the game um, or maybe that Thursday. But, you know, they got chin to chin, nose to nose right there. But nothing came of it. Shouldn't he have waited to come back till after Vince went pro and had a million dollars in the bank? I thought that's how it was supposed to go. <laughs> I think he's trying to get in now so he can talk to uh, Kenny Rogers, <laughs> figure, out, <laughs> Maybe so. figure out where his son's going to go to school. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm, I have the game on in the background again. I mean, I have the show on, but it has to be the game. Hastings Ruckel. The yeah. next Jerry Rice. He made a good snag. Yeah. <laughs> he had more than one. I think he had several catches. He's, uh, he's number 88. Maybe he's uh, Michael Irving. Des Bryant, Michael Irvin, something like that. Oh, Luke just went high on that quarterback. He called the fumble, by the way. He did. I didn't realize that. He did. <laughs> I, I saw. I was, I was. I was going to make a comment about that. Another high hit there. Hey, he plays the way he knows how to play. He's like uh, Harrison. He's he's going to do what he's got to do. I'm surprised neither one of you guys have mentioned that Gracie has had the biggest line of her entire career in uh, this episode. <sighs> Who did? Yeah, what, Gracie Bell. What she, what she say to him? Something like, don't do it, Daddy, or something. Yeah. Because you know, last week you it was mac. And, last it, week it was it mac was, and cheese. Uh, I thought it was, it was like pretty cute too. Yeah. I even got to admit it was fairly cute when she said that. They yeah. have uh, they have dolled her up. She's coming along. Hey, and uh, I will say this: uh, last week you talked about. First of all, I want to give y'all props because two weeks ago. We're talking about Vince and his dad. 
I don't know if it's Blake or Lyle or maybe both of y'all who said, do you think that he's coming, that his dad will come into play? And I said, no, I don't think so. And both of y'all were like, yep, it's all about daddy issues anyway. I think he's coming in. And then all of a sudden he shows up. But I also want to say that last week, uh, Lyle, you said that um, you were talking about how you like Dylan's colors better than East Dylan's colors and jerseys and stuff. Yep. That may be true, but Tammy Taylor looks much better in red than she does in blue. She has a vast collection of cowboy boots to wear to school. Also, <laughs> I saw that with their with their dresses. She wears cowboy boots all the time to school. Yeah, it seems like she wouldn't because it makes it much harder to sneak up on people getting it on in the janitor's <laughs> closet when you have those big clomping boots walking down the hall. Yeah, some nice slippers or something. I think the rats were making enough noise in there though that uh, they didn't notice. <laughs> That was, that was like such an adult little speech that it's going to go in one ear and out of the other when you're a teenager. Like, and did you know there are rats in there? Like, oh, my sex drive went away at 16 years old. There are rats somewhere in there. I didn't know she was talking about rats, literally, or just the guy that she was with. <laughs> it, was, it was such the adult move of like trying to apply some kind of logic that when you know logic is not going to work at all on some 16-year-old when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about daddy issues, sorry, I'm all over the place. I'm just thinking about other stuff. I'm semi-surprised, looking back now, that Becky had an abortion. Since the theme is so like daddy, I almost think that they would want to have one of the teenagers having to struggle through being a father and being a mother and like just that whole perspective on it. I can see that. Yeah. Because there's so, so much of the theme is uh, – parental issues and good parents versus bad parents and how parents struggle and they try this and it doesn't work and then they try something else and it finally does work and all this kind of stuff. But then she couldn't move in with uh, Billy and Mindy with another yeah. baby. She probably would have had to move in with uh, Luke's parents. Well, I guess Luke's that wouldn't be much hate. different because Awkward. Billy and Mindy aren't much, they're not much more emotionally mature than teenagers than, anyway. Than Becky. Yeah. Uh, Mindy was at the football game. We saw her in the stands cheering on her husband. I, I didn't know if we were seeing an appearance by Mindy, but I saw her in the credits. So, Oh, she sucks. She's such a buzzkill. How can a stripper be so joyless and such a buzzkill? Had a hard life. Is she still oh. dancing? Do we know if she's still dancing? I don't think so. No, I just didn't figure there how many uptight strippers in the world. No, I, mean, I know you, your perspective. I'm just wondering if she's gone back to work or not. I know we mentioned that before, but I don't know. Because you know, uh, Tyra used to take me. Uh, Tyra used to take Julie backstage or back in the dressing rooms. Oftentimes, back there to see Mindy. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Hey, as much know, as I'm just not a fan of Mindy at all. No, I tell you what, though, as we're jumping around from place to place, uh, we kept we kept talking about uh, how good Guilford is as an actor. Vince really does do a good job with his emotions. Yes, I agree. Because oh, yeah. he did, he's the best actor of the of the kids of the football team will show. It's, for sure. I mean, and it's hands down. And I'm not saying the other ones are bad actors. He's just really good. Like when he's all tearing up, but still like a strong child against his dad and stuff. That was got me a little bit. 
I think Santiago Santiago should move back in, and that way he and Buddy Junior could like be roommates or something. <laughs> That's another one we need to see before the thing ends. See whatever became of Santiago. He's probably like twenty one now, though, right? Uh, he was up there with Riggins, I guess. He got out of jail and went and played football. Yeah, he might right? be Riggins' roommate right now. <laughs> Very true. I've got to watch season two again because that's the one season that I haven't seen any of the episodes more than once. And I, I got to revisit Santiago and the shark stuff and um, all the other. I remember um, my favorite part of that whole season, though, is when um, Coach came back to take his job and they fired that other guy. And the other guy showed up at his front door. And it's like, remember, I got a family, too, that I got to take care of. Mm. This is way jumping around because it's not about the episode at all, but – I just remember that specifically and thought, hey, that's kind of cool that they show another side of it and how cutthroat it all is. Yeah, I like that moment too. Yeah. But screw that guy. That's Coach Taylor's job. I don't care what anybody says. That's true. But I agree that Michael B. Jordan is, is, I think he's probably through Friday Night Lights set himself up for some really good offers. Really good roles, and like I said before, he's he's still on uh, Parenthood. I think he will be for the next next half of the season of it, at least, I guess. Um, but he's doing a really good job on it as well. So I expect bigger things to come from from Little Wallace that we used to see on The Wire. I've never seen that show. Actually, I've seen three episodes, and I couldn't get into it, so I never watched it again. A lot of people say it's the best uh, best oh, drama I know. ever. Everybody says that. Yeah. It's the same people who say Mad Men is really good, and I can't get into it. I've enjoyed what Mad Men, but I've not loved Mad Men. I've only seen I'm like about th- three episodes away from finishing the second season, and it's only because I forced myself to watch those two seasons. Because does, does it ever I get really like good? Be, no, I feel like I must be an idiot because everybody <laughs> talks about how brilliant it is and how like how it's the greatest, greatest show on TV and how everything is so intricately planned and everything. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is boring me. So I must feel I must be such a stupid person. So it, it's not as good to, as Dexter to you? No. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because I've seen, I think, five episodes of Mad Men. And uh, it's like, yeah, that was okay. I mean, I don't dislike it by any means. Yeah. Well, I don't know where we're going from here with uh, with Friday Night Lights, other than we're going to see some uh, some more dealings, I guess, with Vince and his dad for sure. I'm really scared. Not scared, but just I don't want to get into this big drama with husbands and and Julie sleeping with a, a married guy and blah, blah, blah at college. I, I'm afraid that's going to drag on, though, for a while. I hope that ends very soon, but it doesn't look like it is. You're right. Uh, you know, he came and apologized. I'm sorry that shouldn't have happened. And she looked like she was hurt, but tried to blow it off. Like, oh, okay, whatever. But you know she's going to have issues with it. So is there an over-under on how soon that the episode comes when she's back home crying to Tammy about her married college professor boyfriend slash whatever? You know it's coming. Yeah. I, I don't want it to happen, but you know that's going to happen. I would rather just see her go crazy as a freshman, like all freshmen do, than that. Just in like a very living nasty it up, having place. a million new friends, and you know, yeah, going through rush. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Th- I guess the thing about that, the thing that I find so repulsive about that whole story is the fact that. I don't know if they're trying to paint him as like a likable guy. Not working. 
But it's not working at all. I mean, they may not be, but maybe they're just trying to see him as this old skeezer. But I would think that with what they've established with Julie, they wouldn't try to get him, get her to fall for like this, you know, skeezy old d- dude who's sleeping with freshmen. But I don't know. He just, I'm not a fan of that. You know, what's crazy though is she almost acts as if she, she has you know, daddy issues like we say everybody else does because that's the typical behavior you'd see. Not to be stereotypical, I guess, but at the same time where, you know, you just, you know, jump at a relationship and and right into bed, which we've never seen from her before. But is she just trying to be her own person or what? Are, are we she even sure that she wants a relationship, quote unquote? I mean, yeah, she just scurried out of there in the middle of the day. There was yeah. no, hey, let's cuddle for a while or anything. But and then he threw came back. And, at him. Yeah. But then, then he came back and talked about how it was a bad idea and we shouldn't do this. And they made a point to make her look kind of disappointed. Right. You know? Yeah. So she, because she was like, yeah, right. I totally agree. But you could tell, I mean, it, it, she, just reading on her face that you could tell that, like, they're trying to paint it to, like she was unhappy with that. I just don't know where they're going with that. It's better when they stay in the small universe of Dylan. When they start reaching out. Can we just please see her go on spring break or something (laughs) this year now that she's in college? That's a long time. South Padre or Panama City or something? Um, Apparently the spring doesn't exist in Dylan, Texas. The the adventures of Julie on spring break. Just the end of summer. To about Thanksgiving is the only time that that actually exists in the world of Dylan. We saw May. That was May. Remember when they were about to graduate at the end of season three or four? Was it four? No, it's three. They were about to graduate. Yeah, remember because they were playing baseball. It started with uh, Dylan baseball, and you saw them like in high school telling where everybody was going to college next yep. year. That was May. Yeah, yep. they they skipped the, the last episode of that one year after they. Lost oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because everybody hanging out at the lake or the pool or whatever. So really, that wasn't the final. I guess that was just the end of the show. Is episode I guess twelve where Riggins left his cleats at the goalpost. Yeah, it's speaking of Gracie Bell. Sorry, speaking of Gracie Bell. (laughs) The thirteenth episode is all about Coach Taylor's job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's when the board meeting happened, and that season ended with he and Tammy standing at the East Dillon football field looking out over the the mm-hmm. ruins. The, there's only one – there's only – in the opening credits now, there's only one remnant of old West Dillon, and that is that they're putting the state championship sign up at the very beginning. Everything else is East Dillon stuff. So I think that we're probably done with the Panthers. I'm okay with that, I guess. I have to be. Yeah. Mm, I would like to see what becomes of J.D. McCoy. Hey, I was going to talk about Gracie Bell and Buddy Jr. a little bit. Is it not a little surprising they've stuck with the same actress as Gracie Bell? Just because the, uh, they never do that in TV shows. They always are all of a sudden like, oh, this kid is way older and different looking than the last kid was. Surprised yeah. with that. And I only say that because I have a feeling that Buddy Jr. is going to be like, 6'2", 220 pounds. <laughs> the freshman so he can play football. Right. Yeah, it probably won't be the same kid who paid, played the son in that one episode where they went camping. No, I'm telling you, it's going to be yeah. a monster. 
Hey, do y'all remember season too much? I start I started thinking about you know back to to Julie. Didn't she almost start to have the beginnings of at least a relationship with like some English teacher or something way back then? And then the season didn't get to finish out because of the writer strike. Yep. Yeah, well, I don't know. They never said that. But Tammy got all mad just because he was in the classroom along with her or whatever. Yeah, she was That's using his right. first name. So oh, maybe yeah. it's not completely out of her, you know, wheelhouse there to go after a teacher. That guy was also a huge douchebag, by the way, just to go <laughs> with the, uh, the same kind of guy she likes. Right. No alpha male. Oh. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about him. I think I remember uh, hearing on an interview or reading somebody that, like I said, this was easily three years ago now, but that that was where that storyline was going, that there was going to be at least a kiss or some sort of relationship there that was off limits but still pursued. A kiss? That's skeezy, man. She was like 15. I know. Still. So I was going to say, maybe it's not completely without of her character then. I don't know. Is that unbelievable that a 16-year-old would go kiss a teacher in a small town? No. <laughs> I guess not. It goes back to the believability. It's all, it's, I, I like to think that we're the realistic reality police when it comes to this show. <laughs> no. That's, that's the that's, – it's, it's more believable than a female a 17-year-old equipment manager. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real stretch. It really is. Yeah, even more so than the the girl who doesn't really care about I mean, I guess she is kind of a caricature, but she seems like that that red haired girl who got caught in the closet. Mara. Her name is Mara. Mara, that's right. <laughs> um She seems like the type of girl who would just be like that in high school, but then just stay like that forever. I bet Mindy was like that when she was 16 years old. I bet Tyra was. That's true. Traveling salesman. Yep. So, Lyle, are you coming around on Ruckle? Are you uh, at least half a fan now? Of who? Hastings Ruckle. Well, he doesn't have any lines anymore, so I'm fine with him as long as he doesn't have lines. He took off his little hat. I mean, I don't – well, it's not even the lines. I don't – this is basketball skills. Now, he's not like some terrible actor or whatever. He's just a terrible athlete that yeah. they're trying to pass off as a great athlete. Um, you know, I, I, I still have I have problems with him catching balls all over the field score touchdowns right off the bat, like he's still doing. Hey, that's kind of silly. LeBron so, James could do it. So I, I was he's physically he's gifted. Be a centerpiece, and he's not a centerpiece of the plot, so I'm fine with it. He's uh he's very physically gifted though. I mean, you know, physically gifted players, they kind of show up and just do whatever they want to. He's like uh, Mike Lore. <laughs> just a raw talent. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I think, should uh, should wrap it up for us this week and uh, look forward to next week. And hopefully by next week we will have that review ready. And I think we can all probably give a little feedback about the, uh, the Friday Night Lights soundtrack version two. That uh that we can take a listen to, but um, anyway, looking forward to the rest of the uh the season, and um, 
talking with you guys. And as always, if you if you do have any feedback for us, we'd love to hear some things that you would like to know about, hear from, or if, uh, maybe your interviews to be done. And if you visit our website at fnlpodcast.com, all the contact information is there from uh, from phone numbers to email addresses to Twitter. Um, but you can tw- tweet us at um, FNL Podcast as well. And that's probably the quickest way to get a hold of us. But um, hopefully we'll have some emails and some voicemails to play in the coming weeks. And I look forward to hearing from everybody on how we could continue to do a good job and hopefully do a better job. Anything to say with parting, parting shots? Hey, uh, I also like when um, Coach <laughs> looked at Tammy and said, hey, we didn't used to do this stuff when we were kids, and she just rolled her eyes out. Uh, yeah, I was thinking they didn't have the internet and video cameras. Yeah. No, That's my no, party shot. Completely unrelated, but I missed the phrase clear eyes, full hearts, cameras. That's Ooh. all. All right. Well, that about does it. (laughs) (laughs) See everybody next time.